gonna be a motherfucker. It's gonna be a motherfucker. It's gonna be a motherfucker. That's fucking what is going on. That's fucking what is going on. That's fucking what is going on. It's the Alarm Man Now Motherfucking Podcast. Woo, woo, woo. Hey everybody, it's me, your boy, uh, Stu McAllister, thank you very much, uh, cracked open a cold Pepsi everybody, an ice cold refreshing drink, not a fan of Pepsi, can't lie, not a fan, but it was free, free Pepsi, the only Pepsi product that I would choose over a Coke product would be Cherry Pepsi. Cherry Pepsi is the only thing that's better. Cherry Pepsi is better than Cherry Coke. I don't know why. It just is. I'll take uh, Coke over Pepsi. I'll take fucking Mellow Yellow over Mountain Dew. That's how serious I am. But I don't know. For some reason, Cherry Pepsi over Cherry Coke all day, every day. What's the Pepsi version of Sprite? Sierra Mist? Garbage. Sierra Mist? Straight garbage. That's just fucking Flint water. (laughs) They should call it Flint Mist. (laughs) It, It tastes like it has dirt in it. But anyway, thank you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. It is a Thursday, Thursday, the day of Thor, July 8th, 2021. I hope your day was good. My day was fine. I actually worked like just an average day. I only worked like eight hours today. It was unfucking real. I think I got home at like 3.30, an actual regular hour yeah how about that how about that although the plan wasn't for me my for me to have a short day the plan was for me to have a long day and this is what pisses me off about my boss uh i like my boss he's a good boss he um he does the job so he understands the shit that i have to deal with but he's a huge fucking pushover I wish he wasn't but because uh, you guys all know I'm not fans of my co-workers I don't fucking care for them <clears throat> and my boss today was going to have me go to the other side of the state Port Huron all this shit you know, it's all far away three hours drive to get to the first stop right it's all fucking far far away I'm like alright And I tell him, you tell me what you want me to do, and I will do it. And he's like, all right, this is what I want you to do. And it's work that my coworkers didn't do because they're fucking lazy, slow, not good. They're bad. But hey, it's to my benefit. It's work. So we had a shipment come in today because we had like zero product at work. Zero product. So the, the shipment came in. 
the, the other drivers were actually they they were only there because they had zero product in their trucks. They're never there to unload a truck to, or to unload product and put the shit away. So the one so the boss is talking to the guy and the guy was like I want to do it. So the boss let him do it. I'm like get the fuck out of here. You're stealing hours from me, motherfucker. You gave it to me. Now I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to fucking bitch about it other than on my podcast. <laughs> but that's the problem that I have. I don't even know why he lets these guys do routes anymore. They they never finish them. They never do them correctly. They skip stops and <clears throat> we all know they skip stops. Because two days later, the place that he should have gone to and didn't go to will call and go, hey, we need product. Haven't seen anybody here in weeks. That's just how they do. So I was just in town doing stops that these fuckers skipped. <laughs> Same thing, just local, right? So I get to this one ice cream shop and it's just it's in a podunk town little town and it's kind of frou-frou it's a frou-frou fucking ice cream shop which a small podunk town does not want nor need a small frou-frou fancy schmancy ice cream joint they want fucking give me two scoops of ice cream for a buck fifty i'm out of here bitch they got like, you got four flavors. You got chocolate, vanilla, chocolate and villa, vanilla swirl and uh, Neapolitan. Those are your four choices. <laughs> so I go in and you guys know, I've said before on the podcast, I'm, I'm continuing to wear my mask in public. Why? Because I like how it looks. It doesn't fucking do any harm and people are filthy pigs. Even if I won't necessarily get the COVID from something, I know I'll catch something else from these filthy, dirty fucks in the community. Filthy fucks. Go outside, look around. You'll understand these people are filthy fucks. (laughs) So I get there. And right off the bat, the woman's like, are they still making you wear the mask? And I'm like, no, bitch. No, filthy fuck. I wear it on my own because I don't trust people like you. And I poked her in the fucking skinny chest that she had. And then I'm looking at her freezer. She doesn't have a lot of product. This is not a place that sells a lot of product, though. So I'm like, let me, and I know they don't sell a lot of product because she still has cookie dough. Cookie dough is a flavor they haven't made in months. And if you still have it, it means that you're not fucking selling it. Because that was probably overall the second most favorite flavor after cookies and cream. I know I'm talking way too much about Dippin' Dots, but Dippin' Dots is my goddamn life. Who the fuck knew that my life would turn into Dippin' Dots? God damn it. So she's asking me why they're not making cookie dough anymore. She's asking me why they're not making brownie batter anymore. And I look her square in the eye and I say, because Kentucky hillbillies are in charge. And I, I literally said Kentucky hillbillies are in charge because Dippin' Dots is made in Paducah, Kentucky. And Kentucky is straight hillbilly. 
<laughs> At least Paducah is. I can't imagine a place called Paducah not being chock full of hillbillies. <laughs> I tell her, and then I tell her legitimately, I'm like, I don't know, lady. It could be an ingredient issue. They can't get the ingredients for it. It can be a staffing issue. I, I don't know, lady. I don't know why they're not making those two. Two of the more popular flavors. It doesn't make sense to me. They should stop making chocolate and banana split. But I don't fucking know, lady. She's just being really demanding for a, for a lady who buys three cases probably every six months. But I get it done, and I make her happy, and I get the fuck out. And I do all the shit I need to do. And the last place I go to is this place not too far from me. It's a restaurant called... Sadie! Sadie, I swear to God. We... Don't. Don't you dare, Sadie. Don't you ever back talk to me. Get up here, Sadie. Come here. Listen. The neighbors can talk all they want. They live next door. They're not bothering us. We're not bothering them. All right? Hey, look at me. We're not bothering them. They're not bothering us. So there's this restaurant not too far from me. Has the unfortunate name of BJ's Eatery. (laughs) Anyone in uh, Grand Rapids? Do I have any listeners in Grand Rapids? I got to have at least one. Have you ever eaten at BJ's Eatery? Would you ever eat at a place called BJ's Eatery? No. I'm like, listen, um, I get that maybe your name is Bobby Joe uh, or Billy Jean or, you know, Barry John, whatever. You don't use your fucking initials to name your restaurant. I'm sorry. You don't, not anymore. Everybody knows what BJ is. And it doesn't stand for Barry John. It doesn't stand for Billy Jean. It doesn't stand for Bobby Joe. It stands for blowjobs. Hummers. <laughs> so I gotta go. It's kind of like, have you ever met a four-year-old named Dick? No, because we're smarter than that. You know, 30 years down the road, when Rob uh, becomes like some sort of sexual term as well, Oh, did you fucking rob her? Yeah, I robbed her. I robbed her four times yesterday. What do you th- I'm a real fucking man. I robbed her. Then sooner or later, they're going to stop naming kids Rob. Because Rob means putting your balls in her vagina. <laughs> yeah, I robbed her. Four times. Constant swearing, occasionally funny. Oh. So uh, I had to go there because apparently they had a meltdown. And I've gone to this place more times because they've had meltdowns than I have had to like sell them product. It, it's human error, everybody. The one time the cord came out of the fucking freezer. Have you ever had a cord come out of anything you've ever owned? A toaster, your microwave, your TV, a lamp. Has the cord ever fucking miraculously come out of the goddamn appliance? No, it's God. They did something to it. 
And yeah, the fucking the cord was not attached. I'm like, how the fuck did this happen? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Idiots. So I get there, and yeah, they had a meltdown. Clearly, the thing got unplugged. All, all the dots had melted, and then they they miraculously it kicked in again. And all the product was hard as rocks. It's no longer dots. And I'm like, all right. I'm going to give you a new freezer, you filthy fucks. And then I put an alarm on it, and I showed him the alarm, and I turned the alarm on. I said, listen, if this thing loses power, if it gets unplugged, you know, the alarm's going to go off. And they're like, oh, okay. And then I, you know, it's a small business. They're idiots. It's a small business. And I'm trying to cut them a break. I'm like, listen. If you buy a case, I'll give you one for free. You know, do want to buy one, get one. I don't know why I'm doing this out of the kindness of my heart. So the guy, the guy is unable to make a decision. I hate these fuckers. You're the goddamn manager of this fucking restaurant or whatever. I thought you were the fucking owner, but apparently you're just the manager. So he had to call the woman who was in charge and she's just fucking rambling. At first, she's saying she didn't want any. She's just like, ah, let's just see how things go. And if things start picking up, maybe we'll sell dots. I'm like, now's the time to sell dots, you bitch. This is a fucking hot-ass summer. Let's fucking, this is when you sell dots, you dumb, dirty slut. So we convince, we convince her to buy two, and I give her two for free. And then she keeps saying she wants cookie dough. And I, I don't know how many times I told her, they're not making cookie dough, you dumb slut. I realized that you had cookie dough in there, but they're not currently making it. And they it will come back at some point, probably in December, when everybody wants fucking Dippin' Dots. But not right now. Just unfucking real, man. Unfucking real. Um, And I can guarantee you in like a month there'll be another meltdown and the, the alarm on the freezer will miraculously disappeared. Someone once thought that the, the alarm that we put on there would text them if there would be a, uh, a, a loss of power. And I'm like, going, what? What kind of weird space age technology do you think we're giving you for fucking free? Do any of these other appliances that you have fucking having alarms on them just this blue bunny freezer with ice cream bars have an alarm on it no fuck no motherfucker jesus christ what kind of weird nasa space age cia bullshit do you think we're giving you you dumb dirty slut <laughs> i love calling old lady sluts it's my favorite Myrtle, you fucking slut. Did you go down to BJ's Eatery last night? Fucking Betty, you dirty slut. <laughs> Ugh. Whatever. So that was work. Work was work. I gotta go in tomorrow. Whatever. Fuck, I don't give a shit. I, I just, I can't care anymore. I can't care anymore. It's killing me. It's killing me, motherfuckers. So I, I would like to address this because apparently it became a huge topic of conversation on a different podcast today. 
I didn't listen to the podcast. I only saw like some social media stuff about it. And I'm like, I'm not even going to fucking listen. Uh, Cause I, I don't care, but I feel I need to address this bullshit. It all has to deal with comedy. And you guys know I don't give a fuck about comedy anymore. Clearly, is this podcast funny? Fuck no. It's more swearing than funny. It's occasionally funny. It's constant swearing. Occasionally funny. But apparently there's a to-do, a hullabaloo in the West Michigan area concerning a uh, comedy room and the booking agency. The comedy room goes by the name Back Alley Comedy Club, and the booking agency goes by Funny Business. Now, the Back Alley Comedy Club has rooms in uh, Muskegon, and uh, they had a spot in Rockford and a spot in Howard City, all bowling alleys, because, you know, that's where the best comedy happens, bowling alleys. You know, when I first started out doing comedy... I only thought to myself, Stu, you know you'll finally have fucking made it when you can do comedy in a bowling alley. And you know what? I made it because I did comedy in a bowling alley. How about fucking that? In funny business, it's the booking agency. They, for for the longest of times, they owned the Midwest. They were booking like every comedy club. They were booking one-nighters. Uh, private events, colleges, they were fucking, they hammered it. They owned the Midwest. And uh, you guys know how old wrestling, there were old wrestling promotions, and they were all very territorial, right? Like, you own the Northeast. We own the Southeast. You own the South. You own West. You own fucking Canada. Whatever. And you didn't try to sneak into other people's territories. You didn't want to fucking piss off promoters. Same shit happens in comedy. It's all very shitty. It's just how the world was run. And uh, you didn't have to fucking deal with people if you didn't want to. You could go on about your business. It just made your business that much more difficult. So I've had to deal with funny business for a long fucking time. Living here in the Midwest. They actually are based out of Grand Rapids. So I would see these motherfuckers. They're called the Yoders. That's the family name, the Yoders. John Yoder was the dad. Then he had three boys, Jameson, Eric, and Michael. They all worked uh, for the comedy booking agency. There were a couple other guys who worked there too. And now there's a lady there, uh, Alicia's. She is. Uh, she started off as kind of like their uh, administrative assistant, but now she does some booking as well, too. So I know all these fuckers. They book Laugh Fest. They book Dr. Grins. They book Back Alley Comedy Club. They book all this shit. They've lost a lot of shit in the last 10 years, I'll tell you that much. They, they used to have, so I would have like six months of work lined up through them. It was great. Once you fucking got in with funny business, if you lived in the Midwest, it was great. Oh, I got six months of work. I'm doing this, 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 that, and this. It's all fucking great. All wonderful. But a lot of comedy clubs have closed. A lot of comedy clubs decided to book themselves. That's just the nature of the business, everybody. Fucking things change and you learn to adapt. So they also... Not only did Funny Business book Dr. Grins, like I said, Funny Business also booked Back Alley. 
based in Muskegon, which is, I don't know, 45 minutes or so away from Grand Rapids. Booked a room in Rockford, which is all a fucking 20 minutes away from Grand Rapids. Booked, a, uh, booked that room in Howard City, which, I don't know, Howard City's, what, 45 minutes, an hour? I don't know, probably, probably less. But there you go. Relatively close. Not incredibly inconvenient. Funny business used to have this fucking thing that said, if you perform at this comedy club, if you perform at this room, you cannot perform within an hour driving distance of it. And you're always like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right? What the fuck are you talking about? But they had these things. So if I did the room in Grand Rapids, and then I wanted to do a room, I don't know, we'll say Kentwood, a suburb of Grand Rapids, they could go, what the fuck, Stu? And then they could cancel my gig in Grand Rapids. And then they, then I know they have. They've threatened people. And they used to say, if you do that room, not only will you not do this room, you won't do any of our rooms. And like I said, way back in the day, they had a shit ton, a shiitake ton of stuff. So then you had to make the choice. And it always kind of sucked because you had to look at, I'm not an employee of Funny Business. They're not my manager. They're not my agent. They don't give a flying fuck about me their concern is making money for themselves right they're a business and what does a business do they are concerned about making money for themselves that's how fucking businesses run and unfortunately they were a necessary evil when you were a comedian and you were trying to get work specifically if i lived in the midwest if i lived in new york i'd be like fuck funny business eat my balls because there's way more stuff out there on the East Coast than there is here in the Midwest. Also, a way lot more comedians out there, too, but that's beside the point. So you had to fucking uh, pick and choose. Pick and choose. Right? But funny business, they'll break their own fucking rules. As already is evidenced by Muskegon not being an hour away from Grand Rapids. Rockford not being an hour away from Grand Rapids. Howard City. I'm not really sure if that's more than an hour away, but you guys get my point, right? Those were all back alley stuff. So why would Funny Business stop booking back alley? They're making money from it. Back alley comedy club didn't fucking do nearly as many shows as Dr. Grins. Dr. Grins was running Thursday through Saturday every fucking week until COVID hit and fucking straight destroyed us. Rumor has it Dr. Grins is going to open up in August. That's the story I'm hearing. We'll see what the fuck happens. Back Alley Comedy Club, as far as I know, they weren't even really doing shows weekly. They were doing shows maybe every other week. Um, and even then, they weren't necessarily doing like a show Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It would be like a show, uh, one show in Muskegon on Thursday, one show in Rockford on Friday, one show in Howard City on Saturday. So they really weren't. And they were trying to get bigger names in the comedy world because that's what they needed to do. They needed to get bigger names. And it was always, I'm not going to lie, fucking shit names that I didn't give two shits about. Fucking uh, Jamie Kennedy, 
Pauly Shore, you know, fucks like that, who are they're more celebrity acts than comedy acts. But they're good, they're the fuckers who are gonna they have that name recognition, they have that name brand, and they'll be the ones to get people to come out, as opposed to guys like, I don't know, Kevin Bozeman, Dave Dyer, Steve Iatt. Do you know those guys? Probably not, unless you're really invested in the comedy world. But they are way funnier than fucking Pauly Shore and uh, Jamie Kennedy. So that was back alley comedy club. But the story, the story. This is how I got roped in all this shit. Because to be perfectly honest, I don't give a fuck. But Eric Zane tweeted out that all this, like a day or two ago, he tweeted out that this, that funny business dropped back alley comedy club and he was insinuating that possibly probably could be that dr grins had something to do with it that dr grins swayed funny business and said hey if you continue booking them etc etc now i'm going to tell you guys this fuck bullshit fuck no fucking way right because if Dr. Grins had given a shit about any of that stuff, they would have put the kibosh on it and fucking uh, a long time ago. Back Alley Comedy Club's been going on for at least two, three years. And no one, no one gives a shit. Funny business, or Dr. Grins doesn't give a shit about fucking Back Alley Comedy Club. Fucking go do your one-nighters with Paulie Shore and fucking whatever. Who cares? We don't care. We don't care. Funny business. Why would they care? They're making money. They're making money from Dr. Grins. They're making money from fucking Back Alley Comedy Club. There you fucking go. So where's the issue lie? Dr. Grins doesn't give a shit. Funny business. As far as I know, they're making money. They're kind of double dipping from it all. Right? So what haven't I said? If you've been paying attention, what have I talked about? Money. Been talking about money. It always comes back to money. Whenever shit happens, look at the money. Look at the money. So figure it out, everybody. Figure that shit out. I'm just playing amateur sleuth. That's all I'm doing. I'm looking at the situation going... What's not adding up? Money. That's what it is. It's the money. I don't know. I actually uh, texted Funny Business. I was like, oh, you guys aren't booking uh, Back Alley Comedy Club anymore, huh? And they're like, yes, we are. We, we are no, well, actually, you know what? I'll read the fucking, I'll read the goddamn text. I'll read the fucking text for you motherfuckers. I said, so you guys drop Back Alley? And they reply, we are no longer working with Back Alley. To which I replied, I heard. It was talked about on the Eric Zane podcast. To which they replied, we heard as well. So there we go. I don't really give a fuck. I don't give a fuck anymore. I just hate when people make insinuations. I hate when there's only one side of the story put out there. Will funny business ever talk about it? No. Are they going to go on the Eric Zane Show podcast? No. Are they going to go on my podcast? No, because I don't want them to. 
I have just as much beef with funny business as anyone else. I feel like my career was stifled in many ways by them. I had comedy club managers saying that they wanted me to come headline and funny business said no. Who was fucking funny business to say no? When a comedy club is requesting a comedian, their job as a booking agency is to get that comedian, whether they ask for me, Paulie Shore, Chad Daniels, whoever the fuck. And uh, one one of their one of the boys, one of the older boys, he got mad at me once because I wasn't returning his phone calls, and he left a message and he said, "If you don't call me back, I'm going to cancel all your weeks." What a fucking little bitch. Yep. That's comedy, everybody. If you're a comedian, if you're a small-time comedian, because I can't imagine a bigger-name comedian fucking listening to this bullshit, uh, don't do it. (laughs) First and foremost, don't do comedy. It is goddamn awful. Uh, Second of all, uh, stay under the radar for as long as you can. Third of all, uh, leave the Midwest, move, get the fuck out of here, right? You, you're just going to deal with assholes. I'm not saying that you're not going to deal with assholes no matter where you live, but fuck me. Yep. So there we go. Nobody asked for my opinion on any of the shit. I'm giving my opinion on the shit. You get it for free. And if anybody's got problems with it, uh, they can go fuck themselves. I don't really care. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. I'm bringing up this story because I talked about it yesterday on the Patreon. I talked about dumb fucking Donnie Trump trying to sue Facebook, Twitter, and Google, saying that uh, they all shadow ban him. Freedom of speech bullshit. Fuck yourself, man. Uh, So there was a uh, press conference with White House Press Secretary Jen... How do you say her last name? Is it Saki? Pisaki? I don't ever watch the news, so I've never heard anyone actually say her name. P-S-A-K-I. I'm assuming it's Saki. Saki? Ball Saki? (laughs) But they're talking to her about stuff, and apparently a reporter was asking about Trump's lawsuit and asking about Section 230. I don't know what the fuck Section 230 is, but apparently that is Washington's shorthand for legal guardrails for big tech companies that are meant to give them protections from being held responsible for the content they allow on their sites. So it's uh, you, you get you get fucking like, neo-nazis calling for the extermination of jews is facebook to be held responsible for these assholes posting shit like that and apparently that's what section 230 does it it uh protects them from i guess legal ramifications from it my viewpoint i guess again nobody's asking me but i'm like yeah you need to have it can you on any website, can you be held responsible for the fucking uh, asshole and idiots postings and videos and whatever? 
When is the individual held responsible for what they fucking do? It isn't like Facebook goes, yes, we are here only for neo-Nazis. We are the neo-Nazi social media website. Right? Now, if that were the case, then we go, oh, fuck, yeah, you guys are promoting it? Well, yeah, now we're going to fucking come after you. So if you're like, yeah, no, we're just here for grandmas to share fucking pie recipes. And then, it be, and then it starts turning into weird shit. Then you're like, oh, fuck, okay. All right. All right. So uh, Jen Psaki said, I will say that as it relates to these lawsuits, it's certainly a decision for the platforms to make. I think it is safe to say that the president spends a lot less time obsessing over social media than the former president. Thank fucking God. I don't need another fucking president tweeting at three in the morning about fucking his small penis trump's lawsuit uh says we are demanding an end to the shadow banning a stop to the silencing and a stop to the blacklisting banishing and canceling that you know so well through this lawsuit we are standing up for the freedom of speech of all americans republicans democrats independents everyone Uh, see no he's not he's not he's not he's not he's what he's not he's not because freedom of speech has nothing to do with posting on Facebook. <laughs> nothing to do with it. Fucking, you can sit at home all you fucking want. Scream from the rooftops, Trump. And nobody's going to fucking come arrest you. Nobody's going to take your house away. None of this shit. Facebook is just saying, go fuck yourself. Right? This is our site. We don't want you saying the stupid shit that you say. It's just so funny to me. God damn, dude. Sorry, man. Hey, if any of you think that he won the presidency, please go fuck yourself. Please stop listening to this podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it. He did not win. He's an asshole. But you know what? You guys can win. You can win free fries for life. How about that? Would you like free fries for life from McDonald's? McDonald's clearly has the best French fries. I, is it even a debate? What would what's what comes close? What place comes close to McDonald's fries? But I will say this: McDonald's fries. I don't eat McDonald's a ton, and it's been a long time. It's been probably like a year since I last eat McDonald's. Their fries have gotten like skinnier. They got like skinny fries now. They're not as fat as they were. What is that fucking about? Why why the skinny cut McDonald's? But apparently on um, July 13th is National French Fry Day. McDonald's is changing it to, uh, uh, what are they calling it? World Famous Fan Day? What a, that's a dumb fucking name. But if you guys buy into their My McDonald's Rewards program, you're going to have an opportunity to win fries for life. And if nothing else, you're going to get free fries on Tuesday. So all members of the My, My McDonald's Rewards Program will get free fries on Tuesday. And then you have an opportunity to win uh, 1 million My McDonald's Rewards points. That's got to be like through their app, right? 66 fans. I don't know why 66. Why 66? 
66 fans will have an opportunity to win 1 million My McDonald's reward points. And one fan is going to win the, the prize for life, which is a prize valued at just under $20,000, 19685 I don't know how they figured that out. Is that like one small fry a day for like 20 days or, or I mean, 20 years? Like, I would have thought free fries for life would have been more. Like, I, I always remember... One of my favorite television shows, Scrubs. The fucking uh, the doctor, the the guy, the uh, administrator, he won like free muffins for life from the coffee eatery in the hospital. So every time he went in there, he's like, "Muffin me," and they just like threw muffins at him, and he would catch them in his bare hand like a fucking baseball. And I loved it. And it always made me go, how many takes did it take for them to get that right? And then how funny would it be that you could just walk in anytime you want and you're like, muffin me. And they got a fucking muffin you. <laughs> uh, I would love to walk into McDonald's and go, fry me, bitch. And they're just fucking hucking fries at me. I love that word too, huck. I love it when you're hucking shit. I fucking hucked a beer at her face. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Alicia Mason, McDonald's USA Vice President of Digital Customer Experience and Media. What a fucking title. Said in a statement that the chain has the best fans in the world who deserve to unlock perks for their loyalty. We're eager to repay years of fandom by giving them what they love most about McDonald's, our delicious food for years to come. Um, I, every once in a while, I will get a hankering for McDonald's. Um, I, I loved their Big Macs. God damn, I loved them and their, their secret sauce. But now that I'm on that no mammal diet, I haven't had one in years. But, uh, I remember after eating them, I'd feel good for a hot second. And then probably 10 minutes later, I would just get this awful headache. I don't know if that was just from all the sugar or, or what, but I would just get this monster fucking headache, and it sucked balls. I just remember watching that Super Size Me, that documentary with the what's-his-nuts, and he's eating McDonald's food every day for a month and, like, what it's doing to his body. And then he's, he talked to all these weirdos who love McDonald's and that one guy who, who did eat a Big Mac every... He'd been eating a Big Mac every day for, like, 30 years or some shit. He was just... The, of course, he was this weirdo-looking motherfucker with a bowl cut, but I think he had a ponytail in the back. What a weirdo. Ugh. I don't know if there's any fast food that I could eat every day. Just Subway, Arby's, none of that shit. Every once in a while you get a hankering for something. Fuck, I gotta... Excuse me. I gotta fucking relax on that shit, though, man. I'm still doing pretty good on this fasting thing. I got this app, this fasting track. I hadn't eaten anything for like 20 hours pretty good it's not normal i don't know it's supposed to be like 14 but i got wrapped up in work today and then uh when it got to the point where i could i was like i'll just fucking eat when i get home or whatever and that was much much later so try the app if you want 
everybody. If you're just looking for something, I like it because it doesn't tell you what I can't eat. It just tells me um, when to eat. And, uh, God, what is it called here? I'm pulling it up. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, everybody. Hi, everybody. Oh, shit, now I got to fuck. Sorry, I suck. I suck donkey balls, everybody. All right, here we go. Uh, it's just it's just called, all it does is say, it says fasting. It's a red symbol with a fork in the middle. So I don't know. If you, if you Google fasting apps, you'll see it. It's free. You can buy into a premium thing. The only thing about the fasting app that I don't like is me, me. It's human error, much like uh, the idiots fucking with the uh, the Dippin' Dot freezers and unplugging them or whatever. It's me forgetting to punch in when I start eating and me forgetting to uh, punch in when I'm starting fasting. But it's working pretty good. Doing, trying to do more walking with the dogs, stretching, whatever, all that shit's good. Speaking of walking, speaking of walking, there's a kid here in the Grand Rapids area. He goes by the name JR, much better than BJ's. <laughs> He's eight years old. Eight-year-old kid. He's taken upon himself to participate in the 50-yard challenge. Now, that's not like 50 yards like 150 feet it's not yard like that it is yard as in like my house has a yard so he's participating in the 50 yard it should it should actually call it the 50 lawn challenge not yard because when i think 50 yard i'm like 50 yards i'm not the idiot who came up with it though so uh, what he's doing is he's looking to mow 50 lawns through the month of july and what he's trying to do is he's trying to do it for uh, veterans, elderly people, people with reduced mobility, etc. And he's doing it all for free. So it, there's the actual website. And I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before. Last summer, probably. Maybe this just keeps popping up. But if you go to weareraisingmen.com, uh, you will find this the 50-yard challenge. And what they're doing is they're looking for 100 submissions. And when they get the 100 submissions, they kind of end, end the challenge, and then they redo it for the following month. So look for one um, in July. They're going to have new submissions in July. And they're looking for kids to partake in this, Right. And what it is, they challenge kids to cut 50 lawns free in the month, right? That's a lot. You only got four weekends, right? So you essentially, I don't know, let's say you got eight days to do 50 lawns. You know, that's like six lawns a day. It's a lot for kids. Eight-year-old kid doing six lawns? Fuck. I remember when I, I essentially mowed every lawn on my street when I was a kid. It's a lot. So I fucking, I know, man a lot so the challenge is for boys and girls ages 7 to 17 and what happens is uh they're kind of i'm assuming they're on the the honor system because they're basically saying if you mow 10 lawns you get you get all these different colored shirts you get an orange shirt at 10 green shirt at 20 blue shirt at 30 a red shirt at 40 and a black shirt when you get 50 so basically it's you saying uh yes i did this so um 
to start off with, you're like, I need to accept the 50-yard challenge, and then you'll get the picture, and then every time you mow one, you get a, you know all that shit. So, I mean, it's kind of a cool thing. I dig it. I like it. It's trying to encourage um, community spirit, some uh, responsibility, accountability. It's all that good shit. I, I've tried to do this as a fucking an adult, and I've had zero challenge or, or zero success, I mean. Because I basically, you know, I called agencies. I called aging agencies and I said, hey, um, this is what I'm, I want to do. I want to mow lawns for old people. I'll do it for free. I just don't know who to fucking contact and get a hold of. And uh, nobody ever fucking called me back. So that's how it works, man. I'm trying to do shit for free. And uh, nobody's getting a hold of me. Should, is there a veterans organization? Because they're saying, yeah, let's do this for the vets. No, I never thought of that. If you guys know anything, fuck, even if you're not in the Grand Rapids area, if you know anything in your community, like, I don't know, can I call it, like, United Way or Salvation Army? Who the fuck can I call and go, hey, man, I got a lawnmower and I'm an able-bodied human being, more or less. I'm not able in a mental way, but fuck, if I can mow a lawn and help somebody else that way, I'd like to do it. You don't even need to give me a colored t-shirt. I will just fucking go and do it for free. I, I got way too many t-shirts as it is. I don't need another five different t-shirts. But if you got a kid between the ages of seven and 17, boy or girl who want to participate, go check out We Are Raising Men. W-E-A-R-E-R-A-I-S-I-N-G-M-E-N.com. It's unfortunate they go call it We Are Raising Men when they're also encouraging girls. They should go We Are Raising Good Humans. How about that? But, uh, but there you go. There you go. How about that? How about that, everybody? How about fucking that? Um... All right, I'm going to end on this. We already talked about McDonald's. This story also involves McDonald's. Today is McDonald's Day. Not McDonald's is not even my favorite fast food joint. What is your fast food favorite fast food joint? McDonald's is not. I, I like Burger King for their Impossible Whopper. I like Wendy's for their chicken sandwich. I like Arby's for their uh, chicken uh, uh, chicken salad sandwich. And they also have a good buffalo chicken sandwich, which I dig at Arby's. And then, you know, all the sub-joints, Subway and whatever. McDonald's is down the list. Burger King's even got a good, like, chicken sandwich now. McDonald's chicken sandwich is fine, but whatever. All right, so there was this lady in fucking Massachusetts, you motherfuckers. God, it makes me want to watch Patriot's Day. I love that movie. Patriot's Day was the best. But anyway, this bitch, 38-year-old Johanna Gardell, and I'm looking at this lady... She has been rode hard and put away wet. She looks way older than 38. She looks older than me, and I'm old as fucking dirt. This chick got <laughs> the middle of the fucking day. She stole a pickup truck from a, a restoration company. They were, I don't know, restoring a house of some kind or whatever. She saw it and said, I'm stealing this fucking truck. And she took it in fucking Worcester. She's in fucking Worcester, don't you know? But she's a dumb bitch because this truck, uh, much like Amazon trucks, has a GPS on it. And so cops are tracking her down. They're kind of chasing her. But she's being a fucking lunatic, right? 
She's being a fucking lunatic. So they back off, you know, this is not on the highway. This isn't like a residential area. So the cops are trying to be responsible. Don't want her to cause a crash or hurt an innocent bystander. So they back off. But then uh, there were cops around in the neighborhood where she was driving. So the cops like catch up to her and they kind of stop her and they try to get her to come out. Uh, so instead this bitch like backs up her truck, smashes a police cruiser, fucking drags a cop for a couple of fucking yards. So this dumb bitch, she's fucking going crazy, right? But um, what happened was, see, they, they kind of, they lost her again. She fucking barreled through a construction site as well. But then this dumb bitch, I guess this fucking, she was drunk or high and she had the munchies and she's like, I'm going to McDonald's. And um, she went through the goddamn drive-thru and in a fucking, what's the fucking McDonald's? Cops finally caught up to her. But she, again, she tried to hit one of them and tried to go off her, but she got stuck in some mulch. Officers approached the vehicle and were able to pull her out. And by pull her out, I hope, I hope they mean she fucking, they beat the fuck out of her. It does say she fought and struggled with them. I hope they tase that bitch right in her coos. <laughs> right in her bleach blonde coos. Yeah, she is a... Uh, I'll fucking use the picture of her uh, for for the profile picture of this. But it's just what... I mean, this was the middle of the fucking day, too. This was fucking like, uh, I don't know, 11.30? Something like that, middle of the day? You don't even get your afternoon news yet in this dumb, dirty fucking slut. Steals a pickup truck, goes on a wild chase. I wonder what she was planning on doing anyway. What are you doing? You steal, you stole this truck and it's got fucking the name of the company plastered all over it. RaymondJamesRestoration.com. It's plastered all over the truck. It's not like you can just take it home and go, hey, I bought myself a new truck and I got employed at Raymond James Restoration. <laughs> fucking idiot ugh dumb people are dumb alright everybody that is it I am done rambling I'm probably going to get in trouble for what I rambled about I don't give a fuck but uh, that's it I hope you guys enjoyed it if you guys did and you want more of this bullshit you want more of my fucking stories stories Consider subscribing to my Patreon. It's just five bucks a month. It's the same horseshit, just more of it. Uh, five bucks a month. One less McDonald's Big Mac. One less Starbucks coffee. Give it to me. They don't need it. I need it. Ray Kroc, even though he's dead, he doesn't need it. Whoever owns Starbucks, they don't need it. I need it. So consider it. But now if you guys can do a couple things for me. All right. Uh, I wanted you to go check out another episode podcast. That's my buddy, Matt Harper. He and his partner in crime, Mandy Elaine, they talk about movies that shaped their childhood. So these are movies anywhere, I don't know, 20 years plus they've been around. Every Wednesday, they drop new episodes. This past Wednesday was Under Siege, the Steven Seagal classic. I finished watching that, and then I started watching Under Siege 2 on a fucking train. I completely forgot that Katherine Heigl was in it. Right? That's her name, Katherine Heigl. Probably her first fucking role ever. 
but and that's on Tubi. Under Siege is on uh, the first one is on Netflix, but uh, Under Siege Two is on Tubi for free. You don't even need to subscribe to Tubi; it's just for free. You got to watch commercials, but the the movie's not edited anyway. There's still boobs and swearing and super violence. It's a good time. So go uh, go give another episode of podcast a listen and follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram if you could. Then, then, go check out the whole thing, Donut Shop in Forney, Texas. Gourmet Donut Shop. Uh, down there in Forney, which is a suburb of Dallas. And, um, I'm sorry, my brain's a little fried right now. Uh, you get yourself a good fucking donut. Not the kind of donut that you're going to get at a uh, gas station. Not the kind of donut that you're going to get at Dunkin' Donuts or Tim Hortons. You're going to get some fancy fucking donuts. So go like their fan page on Facebook, the whole thing donut shop, Forney, Texas. And then if you ever happen to go to Dallas, check them out too. Let me know how it is. Because I don't know if I'm ever going to get down to Dallas, but you never know. Maybe one day. Then we got Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts. Get yourself some brownies. Get yourself some uh, coasters. Get yourself all sorts of cool, fun stuff. So go like their fan page, Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts. Message her. See what she's got for sale. Buy something from her. First and foremost, buy something from her. Even if you don't need it. How about you buy something and you give it a, a gift to somebody? Buy somebody a nice coffee mug. Buy them some coasters. Buy them a face mask. Buy them whatever. Maybe she can make you a scarf. Maybe she can make you fucking uh, brass knuckles. That's what I should do. I should ask her, hey, can you make me some brass knuckles? Just to see. So do that. Blissful cravings, crafts, and gifts. Then we got the Sunday slaw. My boy Adam House. He just got home. He was in the hospital. He had an emergency appendectomy yesterday. How about that? That's awful. So uh, go listen to his coleslaw uh, videos. Go watch them. The Sunday Slaw is the name of it. That's the Facebook page. He and Stephanie, his wife, his wife, my wife, Stephanie, they talk about coleslaw. So go watch the videos, follow along. And Adam also is on the board of Alex's Arcade, a charitable organization that helps out kids who are stuck in hospital uh, hospitals. They're dealing with cancer. That sucks balls. And uh, so they bring in video games for these kids to play. So that's cool. And they also set up scholarships for these kids. How about that? I never got a scholarship. I wasn't good athletically. I was mediocre academically. I didn't get a scholarship. Fuck, I wish, now I wish I had cancer. Maybe I would have gotten a scholarship if I had had cancer. Fuck. But go help them out and consider subscribe or subscribing. Consider joining the golf, the golf outing that they're having. On September 11th, 100 bucks. It's in Macomb County, the east side of Michigan. Uh, proceeds go to Alex's Arcade. But you get a meal, you get a hot dog, you can uh, win, win some shit maybe. Go check them out, alexsarcade.org or on Facebook, Alex's Arcade. And last but not least, my boy, John B. Midgley. Um, he uh, is a magician. And he's got a page on Facebook called Magic JBM, John B. Midgley. The, the B stands for badass. I don't know if you guys know that or not. The B stands for badass. John Badass Midgley. His, pa his parents were really fucking self-assured and believed that their son was going to be a badass. So uh, he created this uh, Facebook page for it because he is the vice president 
of the Society of American Magicians. That's a cool title to have. And apparently in three years, he's going to be the president. Now, I don't know how that works. Maybe if you become the vice president, then you just become the president. Like it just kind of rotates. Or maybe he's, maybe he's that assured that he knows in three years he's going to win the election because he's a badass. But uh, go follow his page too because uh, he is a, a fairly incredible human being. A really good magician. He's done some weird shit. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but uh, he, he used to uh, be a janitor at uh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is kind of like the Harvard of uh, the South down there in Nashville. And uh, when he was down there cleaning uh, rooms and stuff, like he would stumble in to uh, the lecture halls for the physicians because, you know, Vanderbilt's got a good medical school. So, you know, all these people are coming to Vanderbilt to fucking learn how to be doctors and cardiologists and fucking uh, cancer uh, researchers, all this shit. And so he would come and he would see all the stuff on the dry, uh, dry erase board, all these like fucking formulas and theories and shit. And he would come, you in between, well, you know, he's cleaning restrooms and shit. He would come and you know, emptying out trash cans and stuff. He would come and he would see these things. And then he would fucking, he would goddamn solve the equations. This fucking janitor. Like, what the fuck? This janitor, Vanderbilt's like the smartest person there. So they finally figured out that it was him. Because, you know, he was, he, he was meeting, like, uh, with a psychiatrist. I don't know if you guys know this or not. I, I don't want to feel like I'm stepping out of turn here. Uh, but, you know, he had some family issues. John did. Some dad issues. It was not, you know, not, not the healthiest of fucking uh, family homes in which he grew up. So he was meeting with a psychiatrist. He was kind of spilling his guts, and the psychiatrist was pulling it out of him as well. It was, you know, it was a whole big fucking to-do. And so the, the fucking psychiatrist was the one who was like, yeah, this is the fucking guy. He's the smartest guy here. He's smarter than all of us, you motherfuckers. So they actually gave him uh, an award because of it. And apparently he's the only person to ever have won this award, this the Vanderbilt Award. Uh, they, they call it the, uh, the Vanderbilt Award for Goodness, VAG. He is the only person to win the VAG Award who is not a physician. How about that? That's fucking cool. So if you guys can go like his page, though, uh, and, and follow him about all his magic exploits, that would be fantastic. That's Magic uh, JBM. So that's it, everybody. Uh, I am done rambling. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I don't know why you did, but hopefully you did. And uh, I will see you tomorrow uh, for the Patreon. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. Have a good day. We'll see you later. Goodbye.